Welcome to the Vermont Conversation. I'm David Goodman. This summer, hundreds of Vermont high school students had a different kind of learning experience. They attended one of eight programs of the Governor's Institute of Vermont, which is celebrating its 40th anniversary this year. In 1983, the very first Governor's Institute of Vermont was launched. It was focused on the arts, addressing what advisors to Governor Richard Snelling felt was a dearth of opportunity in arts education in Vermont. Today, over 10,000 students have attended a Governor's Institute of Vermont program, which are now offered at nine locations throughout the state. Each year, some 500 students attend a Governor's Institute. The Governor's Institute of Vermont is one of the longest-running governor's schools in the country. To get a picture of the Governor's Institute of Vermont, we're going to speak to alumni, parents, and recent attendees. I began with Elizabeth Praskoya, an alumna of the Governor's Institute of Vermont, who is now its executive director. I asked her to explain what the Governor's Institute of Vermont is. So the Governor's Institutes of Vermont is a nonprofit celebrating its 40th birthday this year. And we exist to inspire young Vermonters to find their people and their passions and to get involved in the things that they are interested in on a deeper level. So we do that through running summer institutes on college campuses all around the state for students from every corner of Vermont um, in topics ranging from medicine to the arts to technology and engineering. Tell me about your experience. This really begins for you as a high school student. Yeah. Um, well, when I was 15 years old, I uh, had a mouthful of braces and long braids and a trombone. And that was what I really cared about. I loved music and I really wanted to find a way to put that all together. Um, and I went to the Governor's Institute on the Arts, which was held at Castleton uh, State College at the time, now Castleton University, now Vermont State University, Castleton, same college, the campus, though, we're all in the same spot. Um, so I went there and I was surrounded by 130 other young people who also loved music and theater and film and, and writing and drawing and all these wonderful artistic pursuits. And I just felt so inspired. Um, it gave me a ton of confidence. Um, and I, I kind of started to put the pieces together about how to make a music career. Um, so I played the trombone and then I began to sing and I began to do all these other things kind of that, that felt like a real jumping off point for me that I became a professional musician in the end, <laughs> traveled around the world playing my trombone, um, no longer with braces, thankfully, my goodness, that is not a cool thing. Um, but it was really a, a fantastic place to meet people. I met peers and folks who became my colleagues. Um, and there are still folks that I work with in music and in education today. Let's talk a little bit about the Governor's Institute on the Arts. So this was the original Governor's Institute. This it, there was only one, as I uh, as is that correct? When it began? Yes, yes, yes. At the beginning, it was just one. Um, the Governor's Institute on the Arts is a project that came about through Governor Snelling's office, the Agency of Education, and the Vermont Arts Council, um, which was um, modeled on a, a national. Uh, network of schools called the Governor's Schools that are also summer institutes and summer programs for, for this age group for teenagers. Um, but Vermont's program was really set apart by not being a transcript-based or audition-based program. Um, it's really a place that's very welcoming to anyone who wants to be creative and further their creativity and their skills. We believe that anyone 
um, can really benefit from an arts education. And at the time, you know, arts budgets were being cut, and that's what the Arts Council and the Agency of Education and the governor really recognized that 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 needed to be um, there needed to be some energy and and some funds put towards that. So it was really kind of a a modest effort to kind of bolster arts education, and that's it in Vermont. When exactly. did it start spreading out to what it is now? And remind us how many different governors' institutes there are now in Vermont. Yeah, so we now offer eight. This summer, we offered eight institutes. It can vary a little bit from year to year um, of which topics are available. But um, in the beginning, it was just the Arts Institute. Um, it was only that. And then um, the model was really successful. Um, students really loved it. Teachers really loved it. They saw students coming back with great outcomes and more confidence and skills and, and ability to take their learning further. So we added um, more programs like the Environmental Science Institute, um, like what is now called Global Issues and Youth Action. At the time, it was called International Affairs. So we've added different pieces along the way, engineering, technology and design. Um, medicine is a much more recent addition, but a really popular one. So we've just been adding along the years and trying to take note of what young people want to do, what careers are available to them, um, what would be interesting, and and who we have for dynamic, wonderful program directors and faculty members who can mentor them go through the whole list of the current offerings. This year we have arts, engineering, entrepreneurship, which allows students to start their own business and dream up what they can do, environmental science and technology, global issues and youth action, health and medicine, mathematical sciences and technology and design. I just want to dwell for a moment on the Arts um, Governors Institute, the one that you attended, Elizabeth. Yeah. I saw a video that Grace Potter recorded uh, about her experience as an alumna of the Arts Institute. Here's musician Grace Potter in her own words. I wandered into the creative field just independently of school because I felt that there was no real place for me. I was a, a bit of a square peg trying to fit into a round hole with education. And I, I think a lot of my teachers recognized that about me, so um, they encouraged me to explore extracurricular ways to create, and that got me into music. The Governor's Institute on the Arts was one of the most influential experiences I had as a young person. And going there and meeting those people, I felt not only seen, I felt invited. It was two weeks of time, but it felt like an epoch of my life that I will never get back again, but that absolutely transformed my trajectory. What I would say to any student or creative type who feels that they don't fit in is that there is always an alternate route. And Vermont is a place that supports, as much as it can, the different ways in which people learn how to express themselves. There are so many other ways that you can find your way through, um, but you have to be fearless and you have to be willing to seek out a community of people that will be patient with you and that will not just tick a box and say they don't belong because none of us really belong anywhere. <laughs> Never underestimate the power of being completely and utterly embarrassed by the things that you try. If you think it's not going to work, then it's not going to work. But art doesn't care if you're afraid or not. The only no that exists is the one that's inside you. Elizabeth, I wonder if you could just comment on 
what Grace Potter, how she describes how this kind of, you know, she wasn't really fitting in in high school. She was an artsy kid at a just a regular public high school that had a, an arts program, but, you know, wasn't all in the way she wanted to be. Um, and she sort of found her calling in this. Is that something that you can relate to as a musician yourself? Oh, for sure. I think that no matter how great your arts program is in your own school, to come to a place where you find peers who are just as excited as you are, just as passionate as you are, maybe quirky, you know, um, and really feel like it's a safe environment for you to take risks and mess up and that's okay. And you're gonna try some new things and really stretch yourself. For me, that was huge. And it sounds like that's what Grace Potter is also saying that, you know, she found a place that she could really dive in and that she was supported to do that. Well, let's talk to a current uh, attendee or a, or a recent attendee of the Governor's Institute on the Arts, Nicholas Jamisco Amadon. Um, Nicholas, tell us about your experience. I guess it was just a few weeks ago. Uh, yeah, it was. Um, so, yeah, I just attended the Arts Institute um, a few weeks ago. And I, so I, I um, play piano and saxophone. Um, those are kind of my, it's my art form that I'm passionate about, um, music in general also. And I've spent my, pretty much my whole life in my hometown of Randolph, where the art scene is uh, less than ideal. Um, there, there, there are opportunities, but especially in my high school, there's really just a, a severe lack of of music and arts all around. And I remember in the um, in the winter, um, my dad was right here. He was really motivating me to to try to apply to to GIA as an opportunity to expand, you know, my understanding of art, um, especially because I wasn't getting that here in um, my hometown and at my high school. And I did, I did apply. I didn't, it was like, okay, what the heck, I'll apply, see what this is. And I ended up spending two weeks learning more about art than I could have ever imagined. And learning about different people and different styles of art and how I could be a part of that and all these amazing things. So it was a very, very uh, powerful and positive experience um, at GIA. Where was um, it held this year, Nicholas? I was held at Castleton. I believe it's been it's the same place you went to, the same place. Yeah, so the, the Castleton, um, the Vermont State University Castleton campus I think. And how many other uh, uh, students were in the Arts Institute? Um, I believe we we had around 170 of us. Wow. Um, uh, I think we there was that did fluctuate. I think some there was some people who left, unfortunately, but around 175 when we started. So. So talk about what it was like to be, first of all, on a college campus, and but also to be among kind of kindred spirits, what that was like for you, what that meant to you. 
Yeah. Um, so in terms of being on a, a college campus, um, I, in terms of, in terms of comparing it to being on, being at a high school, and I'm sure there are other students out there in high school who can relate to this, that, um, I personally find the, the structure of a high school campus to be, especially my high school campus to be limiting. You don't really have a lot of choice. It's like you go here, you know, at this time we tell you when to go and being at the Castleton campus, being at a college campus was a great way to um, see a much more open and free um, learning environment. Um, so you have access to the whole, a whole range of, of a section of the campus, um, from the fine arts center to the dorms, to the dining hall. And you, you, um, you know, there's not, there are times you have to be in your classes, but you get to, you know, kind of explore this campus and in your free time, you can go other places. And it's just very different from a high school experience where, you don't really get to wander around. You have to be in certain places at this time, and this is when you get to move. So that was a big difference for me. And then in terms of the people at GIA, um, it was really interesting to to see that there were people who um, were really similar to me in a lot of ways that I'd never seen before, like people at my high school who didn't understand art the way I did, the music the way I did, who then did at GIA, but also that there were a lot of people who were very, very different than me, and that was a good thing. And I got to meet people who I would never have met just here in my hometown, who were different in so many ways, and we were able to connect and kind of share, you know, our experiences with each other um, and our differences um, in a really positive way. What was a typical day like for you, Nicholas, at the Governor's Institute of the Arts? Um, so I uh, woke up, I, I would wake up around 7.30. We had breakfast from 7.30 to 8.30, um, where for that hour, the dining hall was open. You could, um, you know, get up whenever you wanted, eat breakfast. We had morning meeting um, and chorus where we would all gather together at the Fine Arts Center, the entire institute. We'd go over announcements. We'd sing all together, the whole institute. Um, and then we would go to our first morning class, um, which was for two hours. Uh, then we had lunch and we had evening uh, or afternoon class. Oh, sorry, we had lunch. Then we had in an hour um, between lunch and uh, a evening class or afternoon class, which was a workshop time, afternoon class, a little break before dinner, and then a little break after dinner. Um, and then we had the special or the artist series where we would all gather together the whole institute um, for an artist to come and visit and share the art with us. And those free blocks, I was free sections I was mentioning after lunch and before dinner, those were our workshop times where anyone could host workshops, um, either students or faculty members, um, where you could go around and kind of, you know, mingle with these groups of different activities. You, at what year uh, of high school will you be entering this fall, Nicholas? 
I will be a junior. And has your attendance at the uh, Governor's Institute changed some of your thinking about what future direction you might want to head in? Um, I'd say it it uh, has affirmed some things I've been thinking about. Um, it's definitely uh, changed the way I, I view art in terms of my education. Um, I definitely have had complicated feelings in terms of like finding time to really focus on doing art and then balancing that with school and free time, you know, wanting to have time just for myself. And I think what what the what GIA has shown me is that regardless of uh you know what I do inside of my high school, there's so many opportunities for art like literally everywhere. And I I think it's kind of shown me not to get hung up with like you need to practice every day or you need to do take these classes and instead to think there'll be opportunities to learn and to to grow and to not think that the only value I can get out of art is, you know, having a class in my high school or dedicating specific time every single day or every week. Um, so that's definitely changed how I view art in terms of my school. Let me ask your dad, uh, Dave Amadon, who is sitting next to you. Um, Dave, I understand you attended the Governor's Institute for the Arts in 1992. Um, so that was a brief 30 years ago. Um, tell me a little bit about, well, just listening to your son, Nicholas, and, and what he got out of it. What What are some of your thoughts as you're listening to him? Um, the constancy of this program is amazing to me. Um, I, I, you could, my day was like his day. I don't, I, you know, there's some things that were different. I think workshops are an addition, but, uh, absolutely that experience of living on a college campus. And I was a year older. I was, um, in between my junior and senior years in high school. Um, and so college felt a little closer and that definitely felt like a preview, um, but we sang in the mornings and that is a really important piece of, of GIA. Um, we had classes in the mornings and the afternoons. The offerings are similar. We had the artist series in the evenings and we had this opportunity to mix and mingle with other Vermont kids. I mean, Vermont high schools are a lot of small ponds and there are a lot of big fish in those small ponds doing amazing things. And, and, and we don't have as many opportunities to come together um, especially, and I'll just mention as an aside, you know, the, the effects of the pandemic on things like music festivals, right? Um, and so this is just this amazing opportunity. And it's kind of hard to describe the feeling. I mean, I feel proud, even though I didn't, I didn't make GIA happen. But having been part of it, and knowing that my son can have this similar experience, um, there's a real positive feeling for me in that. And I also think, um, you know, maybe many parents can identify with this idea that so much of our world changes so quickly and so little of what our kids experience matches our own experiences. And this is something that 30 years on, um, I didn't need to tell him a whole lot going in. And I just had this 
this hope and this faith that he was going to have the experience he did. And when he did, it was like, I knew it. Yep. That's what it was for me. And I'm so glad that he has that opportunity and that we've got, you know, my, my younger child who's just entering middle school is already committed and, you know, going to send that application in as soon as she can. Um, so that's just been a very uh, positive experience overall. Dave, how did, do you feel like your participation in the governor's institutes, um, changed you, affected you um, in, in your life? Yeah, um, you know, I'm going to say something similar to what my son said about affirming. Um, and, you know, so maybe for some folks, uh, they are sort of opened up to something entirely new. But I think for myself, it was more about a confirmation of stuff. Um, and for me, my experience, so I'm, I'm an educator. And um, I graduated in UV from UVM with a music degree in education, and I've never taught music professionally. So for me, there's always been this um, push-pull between uh, uh, art and commerce, I guess, and do I want my music and my art to be my, my bread and butter or not? And I've chosen to make it not be my bread and butter and to, to make my living in other ways. Um, but what it affirmed for me is, you know, this idea of being an educator and how important education is in terms of, or, or rather, let me say how important relationships are in education. And Governor's Institutes are this incredible, um, I almost want to say like social experiment, but it's not an experiment because we know the results, but this social project where we give people the opportunity to form these relationships, relationships that are bigger um, and a little more broadly connected than just their local communities. Um, and, and that interplay between the staff, I remember staff who were grad students um, or doctoral candidates in things like musicology, you know, teaching us um, and that modeling of being an artist in real life, that all of those things sort of come together and it, it really boils down to the relationships and the connections that are formed. So in that regard, um, I still am in contact with folks at Governors. I would, uh, you know, if you grow up in Vermont and you go to UVM and then you get a job in Vermont education, you're going to continue to meet the same people that you've met. Um, and so that has continued to be another source of um, of just positivity and that memory, yeah. What do you teach, Dave? Um, right, currently, I'm teaching social studies. Um, I've bounced around a little bit. Um, and I'll, I'll just add one little personal note that applies to governors. Um, I've taken workshops in the past that have dealt with, I've done behavior work in addition to being a classroom teacher. And I've done workshops that um, have followed my line of drumming. I'm a percussionist and using hand drumming in terms of social emotional education. And we had morning chorus. And when I went to the um, closing ceremony and I listened to what they were actually singing, I don't know that we sang these things 30 years ago, um, but the students are actually singing together in the group, um, words of affirmation, um, self-affirmation, um, self-identification. And it was one of these things like this very obvious thing, how did I not see this? I'm focusing on drums and percussion as a way to build community. And oh my gosh, if singing isn't the most organic way to build community. Um, so I've done a lot of things, but, um, but social studies is where I'm settling now. And I, I don't want to take away anything from anybody else's comments, but I hear that maybe there might be some future governor's institutes where um, social studies might be in play. So that's something I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing what happens with. Uh, we're going to turn now to uh, Jim Michael, who has had five kids attend the governor's institutes of Vermont. 
Uh, Jim, tell me uh, how this came to be. Uh, were you yourself uh, an alumnus of the Governor's Institute? Um, I was not, and uh, I wish I was. I'm actually from Ohio originally, but um, with my five kids, my oldest uh, just turned 28, and then the youngest is 17. So we have a pretty broad, um, you know, a, a length of time that my kids have gone through it. And we actually stumbled upon GIV uh, originally. Um, in my household, um, I always uh, used to uh, push um, um, sports and, and physical activities. So I've noticed like in Vermont, you know, I've been here for 34 years. Vermont does a great job with providing access to sports. You want to do soccer, there's dozens of soccer camps, you know, there's dozens of teams, you want to play football, or baseball, or you want to go to a dance camp, um, you know, you name it, um, there's those camps and there's sports. And my kids, um, you know, they were doing many of those. And then I realized that um, my wife and I realized that, boy, it's great that um, there's all these um, access to sports and competition. But you know, we don't think any of our kids are going to, you know, grow up to be the next, you know, Lionel Messi, you know, or the next like superstar, uh, maybe, but not necessarily in sports. And so we thought it would be great if there was a way to really stimulate their minds, you know, academically, because that is something that you will keep for the rest of your life. And it'll help give them some guidance in their career. And so we started looking at, um, um, universities like Vermont, we live in Burlington, and we were wondering if Vermont has like a summer camp or something that um, students could spend a week or so shadowing a professor. And then um, one of the teachers at UVM says, well, have you considered the Governor's Institute of Vermont? And that's when we started looking into it. And we're very, very excited to see all the different institutes um, that Elizabeth had mentioned, like environmental and, and technology. Um, and it was amazing. So my um, so all my kids have passed through um, um, at least one summer uh, of the camps. Um, two of my kids have been through multiple camps. And that's how we first learned about the, you know, the governors and why they're in it. And um, I like to add that there's certainly a tremendous value to the Governor's Institute of Vermont. And in one case, um, one of my my oldest kid was um, thinking about engineering. And so she did the Engineering Institute and she enjoyed it. And she loved the collaboration uh, of meeting other uh, Vermont students, um, as Dave and his son mentioned. And some of those folks she actually talks to even today, you know, uh, nine years later. But um, she she had a really good deep dive on engineering practices and principles. And after the camp, her conclusion was, that was a great institute. I enjoyed it, but you know what? I don't want to be an engineer. So that camp, that institute, excuse me, gave her direction and some um, guidance of something that maybe she wasn't interested in or something that wouldn't, um, something she wanted to pursue a career in. So she shifted and you know now she's doing something completely different. Other kids um, went to like the, and in, 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 can't pronounce it, entrepreneurship um, at the time. And it had a lot of marketing elements of it. And her and her team at the, at the Institute developed a prototype um, pet feeder. So when you're on vacation um, and you need to feed your pet day after day, this was like an automatic uh, uh, thing that would scoop out the food and put it in their dish. And she loved the idea of brainstorming, taking a concept, building the prototype, and then marketing it. And at the time, um, her group 
was able to go to University of Mall, and uh, they had you know different groups had different boots, and she was uh, featured on a local uh, at least one local TV station where she got to talk about it, and then even try to market it. You know, like hey, this is why you should buy this. And she absolutely loved it. So when she went off to Syracuse University, um, she actually majored in, in marketing and entrepreneurship, along with um, um, movie production. So now she's out in LA and she's exhibiting all of those uh, skills that she learned. And she she um, credits the Governor's Institute of Vermont for really sparking her interest in that whole you know concept of um, idea to market type of thing hmm. and then um, that's two of my kids and then we don't need to go through all five but um, the other three also you know greatly enjoyed it and um, my youngest who just recently went through the um, TNI program um, loved it as well and it, he's a 17 year old and it actually reaffirmed his interest in 3D modeling, architects, uh, architectural modeling, programming, and coding. And he's actively now looking at universities that offer those programs, including the University of Vermont. Um, I think his, his camp was at Champlain College, and he's looking at that as well. I think um, Cooper's Union in New York City. But it was a, a great opportunity as a parent to see my kid, you know, go into a field that they think they're interested in and then come out and, and have it reaffirmed and then see them like really excited to take it to the next level. Um, and it also helped as a parent to see my kid, not real sure if they were interested in a particular area, get a deep dive exposure to it and then come out and say, okay, that's good. I respect it, but probably not something I want to build a career around. Um, and that that was uh, a big deal as well. Otherwise, they would have went through four years of college and decided they didn't like it. So that's yep. incredibly valuable. Yes, to dip a toe in the water and decide, you know, <laughs> at an early age whether you like the temperature or not. Um, yeah, that that. Uh, what high school do your kids attend? Sure, they all graduated uh, from Burlington High School. And my youngest um, is there now. He'll be a rising senior this fall. We turn now to River Woods, a rising junior at Blue Mountain High School in Wells River, Vermont. River has attended both the Arts Institute and the Health and Medicine Institute and hopes to attend a third institute next summer. What appealed to you about Governor's Institute? Uh, well, when they were doing the presentation, they focused on the arts quite a bit because that's one of like their biggest programs and me and my friend are both into the arts um and so after that meeting we're like hey we should go apply for this together and go and do this together and that's what we did we went uh and we applied and we talked with our parents and we both got in and we went to the arts institute that summer and it was just amazing and kind of just clicked right into GIV and we both did another institute this year and are hoping to do a third one next year as well so so you did the arts institute in 22 what did you do yep. this year I did the health and medicine institute this year and I they actually offered uh V for training Vermont emergency first responder training it included some zoom meetings outside of the actual institute time as well as some uh, online learning modules you had to do. But then you went to the Institute and you got the training, you got CPR and Stop the Bleed certified. And now I just have to go and become affiliated with a fire department and I can get my Vermont Emergency First Responder certification and start like working on an ambulance and going on calls. And is that your plan to work on an that, ambulance? 
that is what I want to do at the moment. I want to help out around town. I just haven't been able to actually get to becoming affiliated yet. I need to talk with some people. Um, but at Riverbend, I'm also doing their health sciences program, which is kind of a nursing thing. So health and medicine and like health careers is kind of something that I'm definitely leaning towards. So GIV this year was a very valuable experience for me. Talk about at both the Arts Institute and the Health uh, Institute, some of the students who, um, you know, a lot of this, you're, you're meeting students from all around the state. Do any stand out in your mind who you've kept up with or who made an impact on you? Well, uh, with the Arts Institute, after it was over, we made this giant uh, group chat on Instagram. And so almost all of us are still in contact on that group chat and we're doing things there. Um, there was one uh, student who went to the Arts Institute with me and he was look he's looking to release an album and he wanted like some paintings done for the cover for this album and reached out there and people were able to like reach out and be like, yeah, sure. What do you want done? I actually made a painting. I'm pretty proud of it. I'd hit a bit of a stump there with like thinking about what I wanted to paint. So having someone else describe an idea and being able to do it was very nice to getting back into that. Um, at health and medicine, this year, my friend didn't go with me to this one, um, but I met some people there who were amazing. We and we would hang out in like the rec room and stuff, and we'd play foosball. And uh, me and Robin were just amazing, and we'd win almost every game we played. And we had like a little victory dance each time we scored a goal. <laughs> and then there was the GIV reunion this year, and met up with some people from the Arts Institute in person again. I got to do improv again on stage. Uh, it was very fun getting to like see people again. And just one of the biggest parts of GIV that makes it the amazing experience it is, is the other people there. Mm. What would you say to another high school student who maybe doesn't know about Governor's Institute or is thinking about it? I would say you should definitely go. Um, there's not really a lot of harm in going if you don't like it it's it's like a week or two but you most likely will love it you'll meet amazing people both who are your age and interested in this and people who have done the things you're interested in and have the experience to answer questions you have and GIV also has lots of uh sliding scale tuitions and financial support for people who might need that. So it money doesn't have to be an issue in stopping you from going to GIV either. So you should um, just go. Let me uh, return to Elizabeth Frascoya, the executive director of the Governor's Institute. Um, Elizabeth, what is the process for people who are listening who might want to have their kids attend or encourage their kids to apply? What is that process? So we have an open application process. It's open for the winter months. So essentially January, February, and much of March. Um, the application is open and available on our website. 
um, a young person would uh, fill out some basic demographic information, just contact information, and then answer questions. Um, Nicholas has just been through this. Um, so he and others um, answered about five short essay questions about what they're passionate about, you know, what they're bringing to the Institute, um, what they'd like to get out of it, what they want to, you know, um, uh, go forward with, what, how would they like to make a difference in the world? Those are the kinds of questions that we ask young people. They also get recommendations from two adults in their life, often a teacher, then sometimes like a coach or, um, you know, it could be a dance instructor or karate, you know, uh, school teacher, like somebody who knows them well and can speak to their character. Um, and it's not a transcript-based um, opportunity. It's not portfolio-based. It's something that's really, um, we're looking for passionate, curious, motivated students from all corners of the state. Um, and the school has a, has a bit of a say in the nomination process, but um, it really is open to all comers. I want to ask Elizabeth about the importance of this at a time when around the country, we're seeing education and schools coming under incredible pressure around not including, you know, histories of marginalized people, attacks on LGBTQ kids, you know, uh, the very kids who often feel perhaps they don't fit in in their school and places like Governor's Institute, you know, are, are places where, you know, we keep hearing parents and participants in this conversation talk about the freedom of being in these environments, being with kindred spirits. Do you think that this is more important now than perhaps at other times? I think it's hugely important right now. I think that um, young people, I mean, every every person, but young people in particular are searching for a place where they can be safe and to thrive, right? So our job at GIV is to create a community that is comprised of younger people and older people, right? Different different junctures along the path in whatever the subject might be, whether that's engineering or social studies, right? whatever the topic is, we wanna to bring together folks who love that topic, right? Wanna to talk more about it, wanna dive in and to create a really safe and inclusive space for people to feel that they can take those risks that are so important to learning and to growing. And these institutes are not just about the academics, they're about um, growing people, right? We're looking to create better citizens of Vermont you know, and citizens of the world, that we think that the skills that you learn in these institutes are really transferable to anything that you might do. So it's really important to us to be an inclusive, um, welcoming space. The Governor's Institute in Vermont is actually one of many governor's institutes around the country, right? Explain, uh, tell us something about the Governor's Institute or Governor's Schools. Uh, is this in every state, some version of this? So the Governor's Schools model is in about 20 states around the country. Um, it has ebbed and flowed over the years of how many. We're one of the longer running institutes at 40 years old. Um, North Carolina was the 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 granddaddy, as you were, <laughs> um, but there are there are institutes or or governor schools in a lot of states, but not not as you said all of the states. And that's something that there's a national organization that would love to see that happening. But we're actually the only governor's school in New England, um, so it's pretty um, pretty important that we keep going and keep expanding access to this. This year, we served more than 500 young people. And we have so much more demand. We had to turn away about a third of our applicants this year. 
So we'd like to grow and make sure that we can continue to um, ensure that this program exists and there are more spots available and that we stay committed to our sliding scale tuition models. So that's something else for folks considering this to know. This isn't about how much money your family has. This is about, are you passionate and curious and motivated? Um, if you are accepted, um, we offer a sliding scale tuition. So whatever your family can afford, we make that happen through um, underwriting. How is uh, the Governor's Institute of Vermont funded? Well, we have a small portion of funding from the state, and we like to thank Governor Scott and the legislature and the Agency of Education for continuing that and um, hope to grow that um, as the years go on. Um, there's some of the fees come from sliding scale, so from that tuition, um, but more than half of our revenue comes from donations. That's um, individual donations, foundational, you know, grants from foundations and business sponsorships. And has it been, uh, well, nonprofits or, or <laughs> are always under pressure, um, but has it been a sustainable model? I mean, clearly it has sustained for 40 years, but um, how challenging is it in these times? It's challenging for sure. But I think that, um, you know, folks who hear the message of expanding opportunity, expanding access for young people, you know, those are the folks we'd love to partner with. Um, and I think that that message rings out for them. Um, you know, we really want to expand. We have double the applicants for our Health and Medicine Institute. We have double the applicants for our Arts Institute than we have capacity for. So uh, that's something that is a challenge. And I'm, you know, as the executive director, looking with my board to, to solve that and to make sure that we have more opportunities. Um, Elizabeth, I know your own personal experience is that you attended three <clears throat> governor's institutes. You began in arts, but then continued in math. Um, talk about your own story of sort of literally changing course. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I think that one of the things I want to put out to young people as the leader of this organization is that it's okay to like a lot of things, right? You don't have to do one thing. Um, I love music and I love math and I love science. Um, I didn't do the science institute at the time, but I think I would have loved them. Um, but I did the math institute. I really um, loved fractals and it was an opportunity to get involved in, this was a long time ago, y'all, but um, you know, computer science was a lot younger then and learning how to code. Um, and I remember being in a classroom and um, as we did a coding exercise and it was in uh, the basic language, which is long time back. I don't think a lot of people use basic anymore, but um, it was over my head, to be honest. You know, it wasn't something that I had in school, but I was curious and hungry to try to understand it. And even to know that there was a lot more to learn was inspiring for me. It wasn't discouraging. It was um, like, oh, there's this bigger goal. If I want to do that, I can reach for it. So Matt, the Math Institute was a great, great experience for me. Um, and I met a lot of other folks who were all really psyched to be um, together as nerdy math folks, right? I was the captain of my math team in high school. So, you know, I was all in. Um, it wasn't what I chose to pursue for my career, but I do think like, hey, it comes back around when you got to do a budget for a nonprofit. <laughs> um, you know, <laughs> the skills are not lost. Um, let me uh, go back to Nicholas Jamisco Amadon, um, who just finished a Governor's Institute in the Arts this summer. Um, Nicholas, do you think this might be something you want to do again, or perhaps in arts or in another subject area? 
Um, well, I would go back to arts again if I could, but I can't. Um, Is it so one and done? Is that the deal now? it's, yeah, the, you can only attend each institute once, um, which is I frustrating because I would love to go back. It was very fun, but um, is understanding. Um, I yes, I am. I am considering. Um, obviously, I've I've one more summer um, to do um, another institute, and I I um, am considering. I know a lot of people are. There were people at my school who are older than me who have attended the um, arts and arts institute, and then this year went on to attend other institutes. Um, so there's definitely like a, 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 you know, you get into one and then it, you know, expands your opportunities to the rest of them. Um, and based on my experience at the at the arts, I would be inclined to maybe go to an institute that isn't something I might think of as a strong passion. Obviously music was like music and then arts, that was an obvious uh, choice for me. But knowing knowing that there are a lot of other, there's more than just the subject itself at the Institute, I would definitely consider going to any of the Institutes um, just because I think they're very valuable. So Nicholas, you're about to start your junior year at Randolph High School, is that right? Yes. Anything you might be doing differently or adding to your life um, going into the year that perhaps you hadn't thought of doing before? Um. Yeah. So, well, I. I first thing, I mean, just um, at at GIA, I uh, I took a film class there. Um. And I had never, ever, ever done anything with cameras or film or anything like that. And I'm now can strongly considering getting a camera and going out and doing photography and film. So that's something that um, is just, you know, a subject matter that I've gotten interested in um, that I like never would have. I mean, there's no film. There isn't really film classes, um, you know, or film opportunities at my high school. So that's something that I uh, has changed. But then also, I think what's changed the most is probably my my view of, you know, my education and the way I interact with other people. Um, and being at, at GIA was it was such an um, it was an opportunity to be very open and very um vulnerable and to to share things with people that you might not normally and obviously that that setting cannot be replicated but i think it's important to 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 take that with me and to try to you know for the for the purpose of education open up a little more and be a little more vulnerable and have conversations with people and really try to connect um on a deeper level than i might have um you know, without having had this experience. So that's something I really want to set as an intention uh, going into this next year. Okay, well, I think that about does it. Um, I want to thank all of you, uh, Nicholas Jamisco Amadon, uh, Dave Amadon, Jim Michael, and Elizabeth Frascoya, 
thanks to all of you for sharing your Governor's Institute of Vermont stories with us in this 40th anniversary year. Thanks for having us.